Welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV-related news. It's December 7th, 2018. I'm Shannon. And I'm Michael. How was the week in box office? Pretty similar to last week. Ralph Breaks the Internet was in the number one spot with $25 million. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch came in second place with $17.9 million. Creed 2 was in third place with $16.6 million. Fantastic Beasts came in fourth place with $11.3 million. And Bohemian Rhapsody stayed in fifth place with another $8 million. What's opening in theaters this week? In limited release, Mary, Queen of Scots. Mary Stewart's attempt to overthrow her cousin Elizabeth I, Queen of England, finds her condemned to years of imprisonment before facing execution. This one looked really pretty good. 75. Okay, that's pretty solid. 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. This has Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie in it. Looks good. Also out, Vox Lux. An unusual set of circumstances brings unexpected success to a pop star. This has Natalie Portman and Jude Law in it, and it's 77 on Rotten Tomatoes, so also looks pretty good. And finally, Ben is back. A drug-addicted teenage boy shows up unexpectedly at his family's home on Christmas Eve. This one's Julia Roberts, right? Oh, okay. It's at 83%, so... Three solid choices. Any news? Actually, a lot. (laughs) According to Deadline, Marvel Studios is fast-tracking Shang-Chi to be its first superhero movie tentpole franchise with an Asian protagonist. The studio has set Chinese-American scribe Dave Callahan to write the screenplay, and Deadline hears Marvel is already looking at a number of Asian and Asian-American directors who want to do something as potentially monumental as was accomplished in Marvel's first viable Best Picture candidate, Black Panther. I don't know this character, but uh, I guess they're trying to repeat this in an Asian-headed movie. Yeah, I don't know the character either, but seems like this is a good idea. Yeah. Variety reports Universal Pictures has acquired the rights to a number of classic songs from Prince's catalog and is developing an original film musical inspired by his music, using the songs to drive a fictional narrative. Insiders stress the film is not a biopic, but an original story with Prince's classic songs driving the plot line. Sounds like an interesting take, different kind of thing. Yep. Deadline reports Will Ferrell is reviving his legendary Anchorman character Ron Burgundy with a new podcast appropriately titled The Ron Burgundy Podcast. The podcast is set to launch on the iHeartRadio Podcast Network and will be available in early 2019. It will be co-produced by Funny or Die and iHeartRadio. The show has been given a two-season, 12-episode order. So I'm not a big fan of Anchorman, but it's kind of cool that he's doing this. Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably listen to it and see if it's funny. According to The Hollywood Reporter, The CW is prepping a spinoff of the critical darling Jane the Virgin. Details on the offshoot are scarce, but is poised to feature a whole new cast and follow a storyline from the flagship series. It is unclear if any of the stars of the original show will have on-screen roles in the project. The untitled spinoff will be written by Jane the Virgin writer Valentina Garza. I'm skeptical that it will have the charm of the original. 
I don't know how it's going to be a spinoff if it's going to just be some new characters that are introduced with the sole intention of spinning them off or if they're actually going to spin off some, some characters we already know. The Wrap reports Hulu has begun development on a John Grisham shared universe. The first two projects in development are companion series adaptations of Rogue Lawyer and The Rainmaker. The storylines of the two projects in what is being called the Grisham universe will stand on their own but will intersect at points and share characters. The series will be designed such that the viewers can watch each season independently or bounce from the first episode of Rainmaker to the first episode of Rogue Lawyer and then back to Rainmaker, etc. Rainmaker was made into a movie, right? Yeah, Matt Damon, I believe. I don't think, I don't know if Rogue Lawyer did. That doesn't sound familiar. I've never read any of those books. I don't even know if I've, I think I must have seen some of those movies, but this is nowhere near as exciting as the General Mills monster (laughs) cinematic universe to me. It's actually, it's not interesting to me either, even though I love lawyer stuff and shows, TV shows, but, um, John Grisham, no. I read two of his books. One, I read The Firm because uh, I wanted to, and then I was forced to read one for school, and I didn't like either one of them. I thought his writing was really bland, so I'm not that excited about this either, but I'm sure some people are. For The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix has signed a multi-year first-look deal with filmmaker Chris Columbus and his 1492 Pictures partners, Michael Barnathan and Mark Radcliffe. Columbus recently produced The Christmas Chronicles starring Kurt Russell for the service. Oh, I didn't know he produced The Christmas Chronicles. I want to see that. It looks cute. According to Variety, Sicario Day of the Soldado director Stefano Solima is in talks to direct Paramount's adaptation of the Tom Clancy novel Without Remorse, with Michael B. Jordan starring as John Clark. I haven't seen Sicario, so I don't really know the director's work. No. Sure, it's good. According to The Wrap, Narcos Mexico has been renewed for a second season on Netflix. Jessica Mraz has been cast as Menagerie in Supergirl. It's a villain of some sort. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that villain. Mm-mm, me neither. CBS Chief Creative Officer David Nevins has revealed that Patrick Stewart's upcoming Jean-Luc Picard series will premiere at the end of 2019. HBO's My Brilliant Friend has been renewed for a second season. In an interview with Digital Spy, director M. Night Shyamalan has revealed his Tales from the Crypt reboot is no longer happening. Too bad. Yeah. He said it was, you know, rights things and stuff was mired and yeah. According to The Wrap, DC and Warner Brothers are developing their first Latino superhero movie about Jamie Reyes, aka the Blue Beetle. I'm not familiar with this character either. I'm not they're they're really branching out into all these comic books I've never heard of because I'm not really a comic book person. I've heard of the character. I feel like this might be one of those characters that maybe was created to be a copy of some other superhero, but then, you know, DC ended up buying other comic lines, and then they end up having, like, the original character, and then the new character, although I'm not exactly sure who he's supposed to be a copy of. Collider reports Tom Hanks is in early talks to play Geppetto in Disney's live-action Pinocchio. Mm, I'm not feeling that. Chris Robinson, best known for his work on the Fox TV series Star, has been tapped to direct Universal's untitled LeBron James movie. 
Disney Plus has enlisted the Americans producer Steven Schiff as showrunner for its prequel series to Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, they're getting really good talent, I think, for that one. But I'm not so into the other one, which is further down. HBO has ordered a series adaptation of the Stephen King novel The Outsider, with Ben Mendelsohn attached to star and Jason Bateman set to direct the first two episodes. According to Deadline, Brie Larson is finalizing a deal to star I'm Thinking of Ending Things, the new film adapted and directed by Charlie Kaufman for Netflix. Jesse Plemons is also in talks for a role. Oh, Fork. The Good Place has been renewed for season four by NBC. Daredevil was canceled by Netflix. So, yeah. I find it really weird that they're renewing all these things that, like, I don't hear anybody talk about, but they canceled all of these. I wonder if there's really some kind of deal that they made with Disney because they want all the characters on Disney+. Plus. Do you think that's possible? So, I mean, some of the analysis I've seen on this seem to indicate that these shows are really expensive for Netflix because they don't own the characters, so they're not getting as much benefit from them, and they're also not doing as well as they were when they first started. So a lot of people, I mean, I guess there's varying different reasons. I thought maybe they would go over to Disney Plus as well, but then I've also seen people say Disney Plus says it's going to be family-friendly, period. Like, there's not going to be room for these shows. I just think maybe maybe they don't even want to have shows or... But they just don't want them over on Netflix because that, like, you know, deteriorates the brand or whatever. Maybe. Or they could make family-friendly versions that are nothing like the Netflix shows, but they don't want characters, you know, having different shows over on Netflix. I mean, it's possible, but it's unlikely... I just wonder, like, if Netflix would do this all by itself without anything in it for them. Like, to to cancel them, them, I mean. I don't know. Because it seems like they're renewing shows that are much less good. (laughs) Well, probably a lot less expensive, too, Uh, to make. Maybe. All right, maybe. Nick Nolte has joined the cast of The Mandalorian, the live-action Star Wars series that will launch on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, this is the one that I'm not, like... You already said you weren't as into The Mandalorian, and now, I don't know, Nick Nolte. Okay. You're not a fan? Not really. He uh, apparently was in the running for Han Solo back in the 70s. Oh, God. So, it's finally coming around. Oh, no. It's really good that Harrison Ford got that part. MTV is reviving Celebrity Deathmatch with Ice Cube set to executive produce. Nobody knows why. According to The Hollywood Reporter, online talk show Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis is getting the movie treatment, courtesy of Netflix. Okay, that's an interesting... I don't know how this is going to translate to, like, a feature-length movie. It's probably not going to. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, it's not going to be good, or that this is a joke? No, it's probably not going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. They're probably going to give it some backstory he's gonna go on some adventure and it's just not gonna be the same yeah probably Anne Hathaway is in talks to star in the upcoming Sesame Street feature film she was in um Christmas yeah Elmo Christmas countdown yes that's it so that's kind of cool Joe Pantoliano is set to return in the bad boys sequel bad boys 
for life. I didn't know he was in one of the originals. No, I didn't either, but they came out a while ago. According to Collider, the Men in Black sequel will be titled Men in Black International. What's new to streaming? Netflix has some originals. Bad Blood. This sprawling crime drama follows the true story of the Rizzuto family and its associates, who presided over organized crime in Montreal for decades. Nailed it. Holiday. It's the Nailed It Holiday special you've been waiting for, with missing ingredients and possible asks and desserts that look delightfully sad. Pine Gap. At top-secret U.S.-Australian Joint Defense Facility Pine Gap, fishers appear in the critical alliance as spies work with and against each other. Remastered Who Killed Jam Master Jay. As a groundbreaking 80s rap act, Run DMC brought hip-hop to the mainstream. But the murder of the group's DJ, Jam Master J, remains a mystery. Super Monsters and the Wish Star. Deck the halls with holiday magic and get ready for a fun, festive time. It's a gift from the Super Monsters to you. Dumplin'. Dumplin' is the plus-size teenage daughter of a former beauty queen who signs up for her mom's pageant as a protest that escalates when other contestants follow her footsteps. When other contestants follow her footsteps revolutionizing the pageant in their small Texas town. This one stars Jennifer Aniston. And finally, Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Acclaimed actor and director Andy Serkis reinvents Rudyard Kipling's beloved masterpiece in which a boy who would become a legend wants nothing more than to find a home. The Ranch Part 6, Eight Mile, Bride of Chucky, Christine, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Friday, Next Friday, Friday After Next, Hellboy, Meet Joe Black, Reindeer Games, Seven Pounds, Shaun of the Dead, Terminator Salvation, The Big Lebowski, The Last Dragon, The Man Who Knew Too Little, The Lobster, and District 9. Amazon got season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and also added to the service A Clockwork Orange, A Fish Called Wanda, All the President's Men, Boogie Nights, Bright Lights Big City, Event Horizon, Gargoyle, Groundhog Day, Margin Call, Mars Attacks, Ordinary People, Silent Tongue, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Black Stallion, The Dark Crystal, The Firm, The Game, Yuli's Gold, War, Wind Talkers, and Killers. On Hulu, 24, The Complete Series, BuzzFeed Unsolved, Sports Conspiracies, Complete Season 1, Killing Eve, Complete Season 1, The Wonder Years, Complete Series, A Fistful of Dollars, Apollo 13, Blue Velvet, The Da Vinci Code, the Exorcist, Gangs of New York, The Little Miss Sunshine, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, The Pallbearer, The Shawshank Redemption, Tombstone, With a Friend Like Harry, and Wonderland. HBO got The Book of Eli, Dave, Dawn of the Dead, George Romero's Land of the Dead, Get Him to the Greek, The Hangover, He's Just Not That Into You, Inception, The Land Before Time, 1 through 10, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahoyle, Rampage, Say Her Name, The Life and Death of Sandra Bland, Traffic, and Icebox. On Stars, Along Came a Spider, Austin Powers, The Spy of Shagme, Babe, Pig in the City, Carrie, Chronicles of Riddick, Species, Broadcast News, The Deer Hunter, Funny Farm, Losing Isaiah, Man on the Moon, Open Water, and Wall Street. And out on disc, Mission Impossible, Fallout, The Nun, The Happy Time Murders, The Handmaid's Tale, Season 2, Family Guy, Season 16, and Westworld, Season 2. On digital, Smallfoot, and Colette. For last week's poll, we asked, 
What is the best non-Charlie and the Chocolate Factory related Roald Dahl adaptation? Matilda won with 50%. That's surprising. The BFG came in second with 33, James and the Giant Peach in third with 17, and Fantastic Mr. Fox didn't get any votes. I thought you said you were going to vote for that. I would have voted if I did vote for that. (laughs) You should be voting. Is that what you voted for? Uh, I voted for the BFG. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes Matilda. Yeah. Matilda was pretty funny. You, You saw it. I saw most of it. I fell asleep. Oh, no, really? Yeah. So I didn't see the part where she murders everybody. What? I just assume that's how it ends. And we also ran a second poll. What is the best Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie adaptation? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory won 67% over Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. 33. I think this one I actually did vote for. That's surprising to me. I really thought Willy Wonka was the more beloved one. Maybe we have younger, younger people who haven't even seen it. Possibly. Or who just grew up with that one. Grew up with uh, Charlie. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Johnny Depp. Okay. So I agree with those results. Yeah, I do too. I actually like it better too. So for this week, we're asking, what's your favorite Chris Columbus directed movie? Home Alone, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Mrs. Doubtfire, or Home Alone 2? I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, it's Home Alone. Yeah, it's Home Alone. No question. Um, Maybe Home Alone 2. But no. definitely, definitely the first. <laughs> that's one. the worst one out of the four. That's that's terrible. Uh, but I, I I'm one of the rare people who didn't like Mrs. Doubtfire either. I know that people really liked that movie, but I thought it was stupid. Harry Potter was fine. Home Alone was great. It's a classic for a reason. Yeah, I don't. I I could see it turning out, and I could see at least three of them winning. Not Home Alone, too. So let us know what you think, Daily Show Pod on Twitter. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next time. Daily Show on, Daily Show off.